All right, we are live with episode number 20 for Memory Tracks. 20, it feels like a lot of episodes. I keep, the past few I've referenced, like, oh, I can't wait to get to 20, I can't wait to get to 10. So every 10, I'll, I'll feel pretty excited about it and good. Um, but for the 20th one, this is a nice, fun, special one. It'll be good. I feel like the past few episodes I've had a string of guests that um, I know, and our friendship is really heavily, closely tied to music and our nerd nerdness of how much we love music um and my guest today this is uh rachel rachel you can say hello hi everyone (laughs) i'm really happy to have you on because you were talking i think when i first asked you you were like well i'm not a music person i don't want to be on it um and you know i have expressed this in a few of the other episodes too it's not about being a music person it's about looking at music as a pathway to be reflective on your own life and um kind of my fascination with how people do end up connecting certain points in their life that are important or interesting or fun to look back on. Um, and it helps to keep your memory in track with that. Um, I literally just spelled out the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a dork. Um, but I really, I'm really excited to, um, uh, to hear your stories behind these songs. Um, you know, you say you're not a music person, but I know you are. <laughs> you love music. Um, and you, we have different musical tastes, but we do really connect on R&B. We do. Because we are constantly passing R. Kelly songs. Between it's each true. <laughs> no, I mean, I think once you said that, I think I've always had the insecurity around not being the nerdy type of yeah. music buff, as in, for example, I have a customer, Vivo, and every yeah. time they're talking about something, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but once I did start thinking about it, you know, to me, I do find that that's a universal language. And yeah. so any shared experience that I've had has been something to do with music. It's and so there, there are a lot of meanings to me, despite maybe it's not the same song as someone else, or I don't know the newest right. underground beats that are out. <laughs> uh, but I think once I started thinking about it from the perspective of the message you were trying to get across, I felt like... I could be confident enough to at least talk about something. Was it easy or hard to pick three? I th- it was obviously hard. It's always hard. Yeah. I think what I started trying to do was generalize them into themes that I could relate to. Yeah. So I know you original in your original ask, you were like, I know you'll bring the country, which <laughs> country is a big part of my yeah. life. And yeah. so it was more it was less than it became less than about the song in particular, but more about like, how do I feel about country and why do I like it? And what song could represent that? And so I think, like I said, when I gave you the songs, I was like, I think I can cover most of my bases with these three. Uh, But it was, it's always hard because I love, I do have songs that I love and I tried to steer away from things that I'm super into right now uh, because that's always top of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) funny. Like I've, I've had a couple of guests where they do end up picking a song that's really like Chris, our friend Chris. Yeah. Um, he picked a song that like came out last year and which I was really intrigued by because for Chris, it's like he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of music he's, from the past like 40 years. And he's probably literally met every musician that made all that music like at a gas station. Yeah, he's totally. Type of person. And had like the best conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for him to pick like this band that that's like a couple 20 year olds from uh, Virginia or something was like, wow, like clearly that made an impact yeah. through all of the stories that you had to tell. This is the one you picked. So it's interesting. Like when you think about 
there's a definitely a tendency to be nostalgic and to go from the past. But yep. um, you mentioned that you might sneak in some some song references throughout. Yeah. This, so we'll see we'll see where the spectrum takes us. But yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I honestly just started thinking about it from the perspective of, to me in life, the most important things are people, relationships, yep. connections, and. Sh- what that accumulates to is shared experiences with these people. Most of the time that is either you shared something with music or music reminds you of this thing, or, you know, there's some sort of emotion that you're feeling that all these other people have felt. And so I started trying to just think about instead of the song in particular, like what are those themes that I can relate back to? And I think there are other songs that I just enjoy more than these, right. but I think these all at least represent some aspect of me. And I think despite being not being a music nerd, if you were to plug in my iPod, it is literally everything from like Hanson to R&B. Yeah. To, so I am, <laughs> the only thing that I probably really struggle with is, is the EDM and yeah. that's what my 20 sis, 20 year old sister's into, but right. anything else, I mean, you know, I'll go to a, oh, yeah, totally. a show any night of the week by myself and yeah, be fine with it and have fun because I think it's about that. You mentioned Hanson. Oh, I, you know they're coming to South by Southwest in two weeks. I didn't know that. <laughs> they're here, yeah. Um, you know, which that is where they got their start. I have seen them more times. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I still know the order of their first album. Like yeah. this, I could put, I could name the songs in the order that they were on on the first <laughs> album. I had my, I think it was my ninth birthday party. I paid, I played Pin the Ponytail on Taylor, <laughs> and I, I have read every autobiography. Awesome. I used to braid my hair awesome. like the drummer. Yeah. Um, there was a Hanson Haters Club at my school in fourth grade, and yeah. they would bully us when we came out of the bathroom. <laughs> um, so it's been a while, but I actually got tickets to them given to me as a graduation present from college. Yeah. And I legitimately showed up to the show, tiny theater in Boulder, the Fox Theater. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stand in the back. I'm sure, you know, this is just funny that I got tickets to this. I'm just here. Like, I'm just going to go. Literally, once they started singing, I I sprinted to the front. front. (laughs) Sprinted to the front. I was having, I I couldn't control my emotions. Like, I was having this, like, overpowering moment of feeling 14 again. Um... And my boyfriend at the time was wildly embarrassed. He did not expect (laughs) it to happen. He's like, I thought we were just showing up (laughs) to use the tickets. I'm just going to stay in the back. This is really overwhelming. That's when you say, well, why don't you go buy me a shirt at merch? (laughs) I'll be up front. Thanks for letting me know they're coming. I'm probably gonna. Yeah, well, and it's cool because they are probably one of South by Southwest's biggest success stories because they were discovered playing in like '91 or something there. Honestly, so. they are <laughs> above all else. They are really good musicians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> together, I feel you know, like love. you just got to sneak in a fourth song. Yeah, I didn't even know that was coming. <laughs> so you're told you, it's all about the you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, well, let's jump into the first selection. Uh, this is from a band that everyone loves. Everyone loves. Uh, well, e- everyone has an opinion on, I think. It's probably fair. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, the legendary Eagles, or The Eagles, um, and the song is called Take It Easy.
the Eagles. Great yes. song. It's so smooth. It's such like a happy, fun song to listen to. I mean, really, when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, these guys live the life. But it yeah. is. And I was, <laughs> as I was telling you, it's my alarm clock every morning. Yeah. So um, I made that my alarm clock maybe a couple months ago, and it hasn't gotten old. It really is just... A great start to the day. <laughs> That's a testament to the song. If you could hear it every single morning to wake you up, I did. I made it my alarm clock after I couldn't. I for some reason woke up really wanting to play it, yeah. and so then I was dancing around my house in the morning, and I was like, "This is just such a great way to wake up." And so I made it my alarm clock. Hopefully, like it doesn't get old. So this whole era, my dad, when I was growing up, was really into music. He was the music nerd. Mm-hmm. He played guitar. He was played harmonica he played piano he was just wildly intelligent and able to pick up on things like that really well yeah um you know never actually trained but just was able to teach himself all those things so this was a band that he was really into eagles Mm -hmm. phil collins alanis morissette like he was very all of those things remind me of growing up i think the eagles in particular because he would always just play them in his car yeah Uh, and so i think just for some reason, this era, Hotel California, they always reminded me of riding around with my dad. Yeah. And then I think my room, my roommate Jordan, actually, her dad is really big into music as well. And he will come down here every couple months. He's coming down in May to see the Tom Petty show with us. But when he does I come... Tom Petty was coming. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so if you want to go... <laughs> yeah. Her dad's playing it. Um, his name's Bob, and he is the most just joyous human being he's the most open comforting you know he's i think he represents kind of the life that i've created in austin too Mm -hmm. and every couple months bob will come down and visit us and when he does he brings us each our own manila folder with sheet music and he'll bring tambourines maracas he himself brings his guitar our other girlfriend plays guitar very well and has beautiful voice and so we'll kind of every time he comes do these jam sessions and it's become this thing that we do every year for the last four years we do it a couple times a year every time bob comes they rent an airbnb in the backyard turns into jam sessions yeah uh and i i'm not I, I've never had a voice that I felt like could sing, but Bob makes me feel so comfortable. And, he brings it out, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so this is also one of those songs that Bob just loves and knows, you know, that when he busts it out, like, we are going to get really excited about it. So the morning I made it, my ringtone, I texted her dad because her dad has us on a group text that he sends updates nice, yeah. and videos and <laughs> learn so, this song you know, coming to town yeah i was like bob i'm dancing around it's my ringtone i can't wait so i think it also reminds me so much of just the family that i've created outside of home and you know moving to a new place and not knowing anybody you you create family yeah and he's been such an instrumental part of just feeling like we, I have someone to reach out to or, you know, that there's a reason to gather around something. And again, it's music. It's shared yeah. those shared experiences. And we have so many songs now that we all know the words to because of Bob. Uh, and on my birthday, you know, we had that same experience where we all got in a circle and did a jam session basically. And I could not have asked for anything more. So this also just reminds me of, you know, that and, 
being able to connect with people. And That's awesome. and it's just a good song. I can't imagine living the life that these guys lived yeah. <laughs> at that time. So, so you you were you grew up outside of like Orange County, right? I grew up in Orange County in, Orange in Newport County. Beach, California. And then <laughs> you went to college in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, and Colorado. And then you went to Austin, right? I lived in Denver for a couple of years. Denver, okay. So that's actually where I really got into country. And then I is moved there, to, So there's a big country scene. In, there yeah. is a really big country scene. Yeah. I mean, I think Colorado is in the middle of, you know, you get a lot of influence from Wyoming, Nebraska, mm-hmm. a lot of these states that where country is a thing. I also think Austin is not convenient for tours yeah. all the time. And yeah. so Colorado is a, a very perfect middle stop for a lot of tours, right? And right. there's a bar there called the Grizzly Rose. And it's similar to like a, a green hall, um, you know, or a, one of those old timey kind of Texas bars. Yeah. And it's, all of the Texas country guys go there. That's like their Colorado That's stop. spot. Yeah. So in, in college, we would go take party buses to see, you know, Pat Green, Phil Vassar, like mm-hmm. all these, Wade Bowen, all these super old school Texas country guys. And so I was already into country because of my family, but that got me really into Texas country yeah. because that we would go to uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days in Wyoming Red Rocks, everybody wanted to play Red Rocks, so a lot of country people came to Red Rocks. So that I've never seen a show there. I really want to check that out. It is. I've been to the venue like during the day to hike around, but I never. In in the three years that I lived in Denver, any show that some was like semi appealing and affordable, I went to. So I went to more shows there than I've ever. I, I saw the most ridiculous people there. Like I, people that I, like, like it, you wouldn't have gone there for any, other no, reason. for no other yeah. reason. Like I've gone to raves there, like just because <laughs> it's at Red Rocks. Like right. It's such a different experience than any other show. Um, and I've, despite not being a music person, my mom was always the person that, I mean, any concert that came to town, we went to. Yeah. And so I've been to a lot of shows and I've been lucky to do that, but Red Rocks, just another level it is so another level yeah i mean it is absolutely gorgeous out there for sure yeah and i think everyone when they're there they want to just love everybody else so everybody is in a good mood everybody's dancing it's people are in the same kind of mindset of this is so great we all want to just make this the best night ever so everybody is on their game there's like a, a venue like performance concert awards, like the Oscars for concerts every yeah. year. And, um, you know, the, one of the coveted awards is like best music venue in the U S or North America, I guess. And, uh, they actually eliminated red rocks <laughs> for me considered because they won the every award year. for like 30 years straight or something. So now they, it's just, it, it, the award is actually second best venue. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. It is like, yeah. there's nothing else like it. Yeah. I mean, Colorado in itself is beautiful, but to see the acoustics is something like genuinely built into the earth right. and then the stars and just, well, again. It's, it's like, I didn't realize this, but when I went out there, they have kind of like the little museum and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was built in like the 1900s or something for orchestras and stuff. So oh, like yeah. the acoustics have always been there. And, and they're natural. The yeah. I mean, that's. And I mean, it's expanded, but it's still the root of what it is today, which is yeah. crazy. Like, 
And they've always done a very good job of, despite who's playing there, it's really affordable to get That's good. GA yeah. tickets. And again, because everybody's in such a loving and joyous mood, the GA just becomes this big dance party yeah. at any show. I mean, it it could be the most boring show you've been yeah. to, and everyone is still Everyone's in the it. best mood. Yeah. That's cool. So every show there is is That's so cool. good. So I'm sure the Eagles have played there a handful of times. I'm sure they have. It's literally, I think it's a fight. Like people want to get famous enough so that they, they have play. the opportunity to play there. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. The, Some people uh, that shouldn't have played there have played there. Yeah. Um, you know, like Hunter Hayes and... Some people that just... It's just like a fluke. Somebody reached yeah. out and needed a favor. <laughs> the calendar was open. Yeah. Sorry, Hunter Hayes. <laughs> I'm actually very talented. I just... <laughs> oh, good for him. Man. That's great. Um, when I was looking at this song in particular, um, I was curious. Like, I mean, it's it's a very like, story-esque song. And I've, Winslow, Arizona, which is like standing on the corner in line. Yeah. They actually now have like a bronze statue on a corner oh, really? in the city of Winslow with a guy and a guitar. And just waiting. <laughs> See, all <laughs> I picture funny. when I hear the lyrics, and I probably haven't read them in a long time, yeah. is just like a bunch of women flocking and them <laughs> being like, oh, I just have like too many girls that want me. <laughs> and I mean, we both know kind of, we know people in the rock star lifestyle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I can't imagine what it was like yeah. or what it is oh, like then, to yeah. be that type of person. And just literally get to do so whatever you want and be just traveling around and be like, oh, there's just, just so many women. It's just another day. But it sounds like some of the message is like trying to figure out somebody who's not going to tell all their secrets and yeah. actually be a real person. And, yeah. you know, that is a struggle in itself. I'm sure once you hit a certain level, yeah. you're just, you're no longer a real person. Yeah. And you're just traveling around living your dream, quote unquote, but also realizing that you gave up a lot. I think he, uh, Glenn from the Eagles co-wrote it, or he was writing it, and then he, um, his neighbor was Jackson Brown, if you know Jackson Brown, <laughs> yeah, um, and he ended up like helping him finish it. So it's a, it's half Jackson Brown and half Eagles song. Yeah, and that's maybe cool. that's yeah. the groovy part of yeah, it. Yeah, they could relate on it. Yeah. Um, should we move to the next one? Yeah. All right. So this next one is we were talking about country, and now yeah. we're going we're going all in. Um, well, yeah, no, this is, this is a good it's one. pop country. I've only listened to it once, so I'm excited to listen to it again. There are a couple um, different versions too, so. Oh, I hope I picked the right one. I can always edit that out, so if we decide. <laughs> They're all great. They're all great. Um, I'm not too attached to it. So the song is called You and Tequila, um, and it's by Kenny Chesney and Grace Potter. Red Rocks, give Grace Potter a big welcome. So to all of you people out there that have that somebody in your life that you know that's not really good for you, but you keep going back, this is for you. But baby, here I am again, kicking dust in the cannon wheel, waiting for that sun to go down. Crazy. 
Speaking of Red Rocks, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, that was an unplanned tangent, but it set the table quite nicely for 
that live version of You and Tequila. And I was at that show. Were you really? I was. So we probably just heard your beautiful singing voice that you were also describing in the previous story. I think that was 2010 or 11. Wow. Uh, was the Kenny Chesney tour when he went to Red Rocks. He played, I think, two or three nights, and she ended up showing up one of the nights. So we happened to be there Perfect. that night, and it was awesome. Uh, it was prior to m- me really being into her. I went through a phase that she that was all I listened to, and it's funny because I was telling you earlier, this was a total audible song last night. Yeah. <laughs> Total audible. I think I was thinking about country and what it meant to me and what, you know, what that represented. And to me, it was more of a George Strait, mm-hmm. you know, more of a legendary kind of country figure. Yeah. Merle Hagger. I was trying to figure out which, which kind of direction I wanted to go. And I mean, then all of a sudden I was driving home and heard her on the radio. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about her. I'm so, I was so obsessed with her. I mean, she is insane she's a boss she's just so powerful all of her songs are just one of the like every song i've ever heard i've had some sort of connection to Mm -hmm. and i also just think she represents such like a strong capable woman Mm -hmm. that holds up in an industry that you know may not always appreciate something like that right Uh, so i went through a very large phase of i think i was trying to especially after college, like find my own strength. And she just was that person. So when I heard her on the radio, I was like, Oh, what about her? Maybe I need to switch it. And then I thought about the combination of her and country. And this ended up being able to being able to bridge that gap for me. For me, I think country, you know, the reason why I go back to George Strait, and I mean, growing up, my mom is from uh, middle of California, which I think people forget about when they think about California, they probably think about LA, they think about Orange County. Right. The middle of California is somewhat a little bit country. I mean, there are parts where. So, what, is, like, I know Santa Barbara, that's still Southern California, or is that considered Santa middle? Barbara is about the cutoff of where we consider North and South. Okay. And Santa Barbara is still a little surf town, right. super small, um, a lot of wealth there. Yeah. Middle of California is more sent, like inland is what we call it. Gotcha. So San Bernardino Mountain yeah, Range yeah, yeah. is typically what we call inland. And that is we on the West Coast. So in Orange County, we would call them the 909ers. So that is the area code of the, the San Bernardino Mountain Range. And that's what kind of represented the the trash the that would come that would come to the beach, you know, uh, in yeah. the summertime Redneck, with their big <laughs> trucks and their trucker hats and their star tattoos. And my mom is from there. All of my grandma and aunts and uncles all have 909 area codes. My mom used to, you know, ride horses and raise cattle and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rope. And what is it called? She used to, she used to like... I can't remember what it's called right talking, now. Yeah. Speed You're rope. doing the motions and listeners Speed can't see rope. that. Well, she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> she used to ride her horses and rope cattle yeah. in competition. That's awesome. So my mom, and then- This is so, your mom? This is my mom. Wow. So, and my aunt still has a lot of land out there. It is basically our red, California redneck. It is the California South. And so even growing up there- are videos of me and I have an accent because my mom had a super really? weird twangy. My aunts and uncles have a weird twang and you just wouldn't and expect you just it. Up it. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't expect it. But 
So that's kind of where the country originally came from is my mom always tried to conform to Orange County, but she really just can't get away from her roots. And she was the only one that left, you know, and was denying the 909 area code. (laughs) But she then She secretly had this amazing lasso. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. (laughs) And she would always take us to the CD places and she always had a George Strait, Vince Gill, Mm -hmm. Trisha Yearwood, always had those albums in her car, always. So there are some you know, old school, legendary kind of standard Tennessee country people that I've just always grown up loving. Yeah. Um, George Strait, actually, when he, he came on his final ride tour, I think it was in 2014, 2013 or 14, one of my first years here. And I happened to be driving home from work from Mass mm-hmm. Relevance mm-hmm. and saw that he was playing at the Frank Irwin Center. On literally my car, bought a ticket alone because I didn't know anybody that liked yeah. country. Yeah. And I bought a last row ticket off a scalper, <laughs> went in, realized, well, I'm by myself. I could probably go to the front yeah. row. Nobody's going to say anything to me. So I literally five minutes before got a cab there, got my ticket from the scalper, l- walked all the way to the last row and was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to sit all the way up here. Walked down, bought two tall boys and then walked straight to the front. So I was in the third row. And of <laughs> course it just so happened that my, the, the row that I picked a scalper had triple sold all of those tickets. So every five minutes, more and more people were coming up saying, these are my seats. These are my seats. But I was the only person in like the entire extended section that wasn't with their significant other yeah. because typically George Strait or some yeah, sort of like old school, uh-huh. it's a date night, right. it's a lovey thing. Right. And so nobody ever once asked me for my ticket. So they were all arguing over the two seats, the two <laughs> seats, the two seats. I'm just sitting there. You're like, yeah, and good. the girl next to me goes, well, you know, she's, it, it wouldn't possibly be hers. So not once did I bought <laughs> a ticket. Got never got questions. I have full on photos because George Street is one of those shows that he doesn't move. Right. He is... He's just goes up there, plays his songs. And And he plays his songs. He doesn't move. He has 50-year-old women to 5-year-old children that are there. Mm -hmm. Everyone is dressed to the nines. I mean, in their glitter pants and their cowboy hats. And I mean, for me, it wasn't as much about him as this guy has been doing this for twice as long as I've been alive. Yeah. And has like accomplished so much in his lifetime. This guy is going to always be remembered. Like, why wouldn't I... Go. Yeah, you, you have to I treat have to yourself see him. to that. And it goes back to kind of that shared experience and those memories and just taking advantage of those opportunities in life that you're going to have a story about or that yeah. you were there. Totally. Like you were there. And it was a $60 ticket and I walked in and I stayed the entire show by myself in the third row. And the longer the show went, I think the people next to me were just like, so nobody's showing up with her. Like right. she's dancing by herself. <laughs> and I mean, I just kept ordering beers. I ended up getting a hat. Like I was all about it. And he, it was awesome is he literally just has four different spots, you know, throughout the show that he'll move to. So mm-hmm. he played more than a quarter of the show, like, like standing right in directly in front of me. That's incredible. Uh, and, Apparently it's his last tour, so his wow. final ride. Yeah. So and you were there, and I was there. And you you didn't pay the I didn't five hundred dollars cost. But I think yeah, that's we kind of talked a little bit about then how my you know 
country's always been a part of my life. And mm-hmm. then when I moved to Colorado, it just more became a convenience because it was there. Yeah. But I think like this song to me has everything from a surface level connection of just like loving tequila yeah. to deeper things in the sense that country is clearly a part of just my growing up. Yeah. But it also there, I think country fans in general and, I, and anybody, you know, from a musician standpoint that's breaking into the music industry mm-hmm. will be told that country fans are the most open. They're in the yeah. most non-judgmental. They're willing and to they try pay for music. Yeah. They'll, they will still go buy albums. Yeah, they will buy yeah. a shirt. I mean, I've bought a shirt at every country right. show I've ever been to. They also are just the most forgiving. Yep. I think they're the most open to well, try. As long as you don't do anything with the flag. But true. We're talking about George Bush. <laughs> yeah, true. Some are worse than others. Um, <laughs> But I mean, the shows themselves, I've never been to a country show that I've run into somebody that's in a bad mood. There have yeah. never been fights. There have never been anything else other than people want to drink beer, get drunk, and just mm-hmm. dance and have fun. And so I think the shows themselves just became the type of show that I want to go to. I think I struggle with being that I love R&B and hip hop too. Yeah. Sometimes those shows are a little bit of a letdown where... Yeah. It's not always what you hear on the album. Right. The guy is super fucked up and you can't even understand what he's saying. You know, it's in an area of town that you probably shouldn't go to as a blonde, like white female by herself. Yeah. A country show is always open. I know that I'm going to be able to go and have a good time and it doesn't really matter who it is. Um, you know, for multiple years, I went to the Nashville CMA Music Fest with 20 of my friends and that is that pop kind of country that I wouldn't say I actually listen to right. very often, but it became this thing that united us. And yeah. despite where we lived, we all ended up, we called it real world Nash Vegas and we would all <laughs> rent a huge ass house and just sleep on the lawn and be absolutely ridiculous because that's just what you can do there. Right. Um, but I think moving here, you know, just country also sometimes I've been made fun of more for liking country than any other genre, but I think there are sometimes you don't want metaphors in lyrics and I am a lyrics person in the sense mm-hmm. that I find connection with them. I typically like if I hear a song, I will look up what the lyrics yeah. are, even like that Panda song. Like I needed to know what Panda <laughs> Panda meant. Like I always want to see the Alex Trebek. I know the whole song. I memorized all of the lyrics. Well, it's like 10 words. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Black XX. He has broads in Atlanta. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think sometimes country just, you don't, if you're in a certain mood, you don't want a metaphor. You want the raw yeah. feeling. Yeah. And they, despite how cheesy or like redneck it might be, they say exactly what they're feeling. And I think particularly for this song, like that is a feeling that everybody yeah, yeah. it's very if we're really thinking about the yeah, song totally. and, <laughs> and he introduces in the live version he is the perfect introduction of, yeah yeah and I think they're the one thing I always think about with any sort of love cheesy song is uh, the one true like first time I was ever really heartbroken by love I had this moment where because you kind of punish yourself sometimes and you like make yourself yeah. listen to the saddest shit ever. Yeah, and you're you like, why am I I'm a yeah. disgusting, like <laughs> devil child for making myself right. do this? But there was this really kind of beautiful epiphany that I had in my heartbreak where I realized I was like, 
every song is about, most songs are about love or some sort of experience. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it from that perspective, you're like, wait, so many other people have felt the way I felt. Yeah. Right now, I feel like complete, I can't even, you can't even explain that feeling. Right. And you're like, wait, but they explained it. Like, this is what they're explaining. And you think about how many songs exist and how many people listen to those songs. And I had this really weird moment of feeling a part of the universe, like a part of the connection yeah, of well, the world. Yeah, it's a universal feeling that, yeah. to your point, music communicates to people on that level. Totally. And I felt like every time I've been actually heartbroken, country has weirdly been the spot that I've yeah. gone to, like, release do you ever wonder, nah. like, so I mean, someone like Kenny Chesney or George Strait, <laughs> and you talk about how long they've been doing it, and then these songs that they wrote from a heartbreak 25 Literally. years ago, and they're still playing it. I thought about this yesterday. Do you think that, like, the meaning changes for them over time, or that they're tired of it, or they still reflect positively back on that? Like, it'd be, it'd be fascinating to... I literally thought about this yesterday. Our One of our mutual friends played the... Yeti opening recently last week and I had a friend that went and I asked him you know yesterday I was like oh how did it go like what songs did they play and he's like you know the normal songs that they always play right he's like don't you think they get sick of it and I thought about this I was like you know that's their job so in some sense I would imagine some beauty is lost I do know this particular song he didn't write it uh I have heard the version uh that he sang with the girl who actually wrote it. So obviously a lot of times, especially in Nashville, other wonderful writers write right. these songs. And he actually asked Grace Potter to be on it with him and he didn't write it. Oh, that's cool. So you, you, you'd imagine that he chose it because he had some shared connection to it. Right. And he could understand that feeling. But at right. the end of the day, he still didn't write it. Yeah. I would hope that they still remember in some sense, what like drove them and, but at the end of the day, it's work, right? Yeah. I think what I do appreciate about him, and weirdly enough, I, I thought about him yesterday too, because I have XM Radio and he has his own station now. Oh, cool! And it's actually become my favorite station. Because I'll that because I like I'm on a three month trial right now. For oh, that and uh, it's become my favorite station <laughs> because he plays his own music, but he plays stuff he loves, and it is everything from like Red Hot Chili Peppers to Spice Girls. I. I'm not kidding. And it is R&B. It is Bob Marley. It That's is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good mixture. And I thought about him yesterday because this dude lives on an island. It is to the point that all of Seriously? his... Seriously? Like yes. Like his own is, island? Yeah, this is just what he does now. He just lives <laughs> in the islands. He's constantly tan and walks around with a cowboy hat on. And But he's gotten to the point where most of his music now is just about that... Because there was a song last night that was on that I had never heard before. And it... All of it sounds very surface level and kind of like cheesy, but then when you listen to what he's saying, he the song is about he met a fisherman who was talking about how simple his life was and how Kenny came down and said, you know, back in America, like I make a very good living, I am well known, I'm famous, whatever. And this guy was like, I also live that life. And he was talking about how all he really needed was like to fish and then go to go home to his family and provide for his family and then get up the next day and be blessed because he gets to do it again. Yeah. And so now all of Kenny's music is just like about chilling and living just life. Doing it. Yeah. And I was like, this guy kind of did it right in the sense that he has so much money and is totally set, but he actually just chills now. And yeah. he does one major, he, he I think he is going on tour this year, but 
he does one major big concert down in like either the Caymans or the Keys. And then he just invites all of his friends and then they no just idea. record live <laughs> and a lot of it is on XM. Yeah. And so he has... That's Have you gone? Just, Have you gone to one of these? No, I've really only seen it once. Like he's not particularly an artist that I've always followed or right. that I really... He sings really cheesy music. Yeah. I mean, all of his stuff is fun and it's upbeat, but it's pop country. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that's more talented than what he puts out. Right. But... He figured out in his niche and played yeah, that. Yeah, but I have to appreciate that yeah, fact that he like because yeah, now he's chilling on an island. Like yeah, said. he just <laughs> freaking, worked out for he him. He just freaking chills. Um, but yeah, I think in general uh, he's figured it out. So I think for this song, it's everything from that deeper emotion of connection to that greater love and heartbreak that everybody can freaking relate to yeah. as cheesy as this song is like you know that damn feeling you've always oh, gone yeah, back yeah. everyone has gone back to one person that you're like you're the devil yeah and then everything else of just i think you know the joy and yeah. all of the different i can name countless memories of just jigging and two-stepping and drinking beer in the sun and wearing jorts and <laughs> hanging out with our friends and I mean, there's just not one show that I've been to from a country perspective that you've had a bad time. Yeah, and I think I personally more connect to Texas country and that kind of old school two step in, like beat with the steel guitar and a little bit more grungier if I was actually going to listen to something. But this song still kind of gets me like every time. (laughs) That's cool. Well, I enjoyed it, and it's cool too. I'm always looking for lanes to like jump into and then pick up on something so you make me a playlist of these george Strait types okay. i don't know kenny chesney i'm not sure the pop side i'm not sure i'll go that, that maybe path. more texas give country. me some grace potter and some like i oh, can get that with grace, so but the grace potter and the nocturnals was, yes i always thought she was more of like a singer songwriter kind of like almost indie person but I, I didn't but like that. her ability to her scale is yeah just, she can do a lot yeah that was the phase i liked too her grace potter and the nocturnals that album is next level for me yeah i'll have to listen to that well we're gonna move on to uh, an insanely talented woman <laughs> yes. um, who i'm so happy you picked this song and i think our listeners will be as well but uh we've My all heard it could not be opposite more opposite <laughs> <laughs> we all we all love this song so I, I wish i could watch the music video while i listened to it as well but. last night i was going through all her stuff <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. All right, so the song is called uh, Work It by Missy Elliott. Over. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa 
paw before you come, I need to shave my cho-cha. You do or you don't, or you will or won't cha. Go downtown and eat it like a vocha. See my hips and my tips so cha. See my ass and my lips don't cha. Lost a few pounds in my whips for ya. It's the kind of beat that go ba-ta-ta. Ba-ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Sex me so good, I say blah, blah, blah. Work it. I need a glass of water. Boy, your boy, it's good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive beforehand yet. It's your primitive beforehand yet. If you got a big, let me search it. If I know how hard I gotta work yet. It's your primitive beforehand yet. It's your primitive beforehand yet. If you a fly gal, get your nails done. Get a pedicure, get your hair did. Boy, lift it up, let's make a toaster. Let's get drunk, this gon' bring us closer. Don't I look like a Holly Berry poster? See the Belvedere playing tricks on ya. Girlfriend wanna be like me, never. You won't find a bitch that's even better. I make you hot as Las Vegas weather. Listen up close while I take it backwards. Okay, I begins the gal that's in me and which I I'm not a prostitute, but I can give you what you want. I love your braids and your mouth full of phones. Love the way my ass go, ba boom ba boom boom Keep your eyes on my ba boom ba boom yeah, think you can handle this, don't 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 Take my thumb off and my ass go boom Cut the lights on so you see what I can do Is it worth it? Let me work it I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it It's your primitive beforehand yet It's your primitive beforehand yet If you got a big, let me search it To find out how hard I gotta work yet It's your primitive beforehand yet It's your primitive beforehand yet Boys, boys, all type of boys Chinese boys, girls, girls, get that cash. If it's not a five, we're shaking your ass. Ain't no shame, ladies, do your thing. Just make sure you ahead of the game. Just cause I got a lot of fame, super. Prince couldn't get me, change my name, Papa. Huta can't tell you, slave again, no sir. Picture black saying, oh, yes, a massa. Picture little Kim dating a pastor. Minute man, big ranking out last job. I don't have to ask ya. When I come out, you won't even matter. Why you act dumb like uh duh? Say you act dumb like uh duh. As the drummer boy go brum pum give you some 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 of that cinnabon. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive beforehand yet. It's your primitive beforehand yet. If you got a big, let me search it. trying to learn the Harlem Shake was because really? of her. Yes. <laughs> Wait, when did she first start doing the Harlem Shake? She, like, I swear, invented everything. Yeah. I just know in high school, this was, like, my... I mean, I became so obsessed with her. Yeah. So, I mean, I was also really into 50 Cent, and they did a lot of stuff uh, together. Yeah, her and yeah. Jay-Z and 50 Cent would always do stuff together. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, for the Sadie Hawkins dance, I think it was senior year. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that one in a while. 
Yeah. I think I think it was junior or senior year. Obviously, I don't have any photos because I used to take photos on a throwaway camera. Yeah. Not a, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> right. So my best friend and I, instead of dan- like dressing up, we agreed that we were going to dress up like Missy Elliott because we were so obsessed. And we were going to do the dance, like mm-hmm. do the Harlem Shake and do the whole dance. And this was... It was... I believe it was this video that she had that little girl. Yeah. Doing well, she was, the little girl was in like all of these videos. She was who like the little girl is from where my roommate is from and, really? and they're friends. And the little girl is like older than us now. Like she's like not older than us clearly, but, but she's yeah. like our age now. Yeah, she's she's old. She's not a little girl anymore. Oh, she's a babe. <laughs> she's wow. super hot now. She's still dancing. I assume. Su- still dancing. Yeah. was obviously in all those step up movies. But oh really? <laughs> became famous because of Missy Elliott, which yeah. she still does. Like she still throws little kids in her videos. Right. But in high school, long story short, we decided we were instead of wearing dresses and showing up to Sadie Hawkins dance, we were gonna wear Adidas jumpsuits and make <laughs> shirts that said mine said, Is it worth it? And hers said, Let me work it. <laughs> and then we went to the Sadie Hawkins dance and we crushed it. Like uh, we both had Nike it's like a TV off. sitcom, the oh, crowd parts. People the could drops. not <laughs> believe that we were like so ridiculous and we knew the whole dance. The whole and my girlfriend, our friends always say that she's fighting ghosts, my friend Hannah. Okay. Because when she dances, it looks like she's like beating. <laughs> people up because she, she just gives zero fucks like yeah. she is just getting it yeah. and so her and i coordinated and all i remember is that was what spurred harlem shake and we were so <laughs> into it i think her and just obviously missy is one of those that even i not being a music nerd i know how influential she is yeah she's fantastic in the sense that she doesn't have to have an album out she you forget how many other things that she's doing. Like she disappears for 10 years and you're like, Oh, but she produced all of the things that have been out for the last 10 years. And she's just, she was very much like a part of that golden age and pop R and B hip hop radio where it's like the Timbaland, the Aaliyah. Exactly. All this crowd were just hit after hit after hit. I've never listened to one song that you're not like, God, this is so good. And and you still hear them and you're like, it's still good. Because it's not <laughs> shit lyrics. Right. They're not... Yeah. She still has the ability to create a, a song that is fun and upbeat, yet is not saying crap. Right. Like, we've talked about Miguel in the sense that he has he's a... He's so talented, but yes. he's a terrible lyricist. <laughs> Where you're like, I really wish you were saying something, because you look great with your shirt off, and your <laughs> your voice is unreal, right? Like, But just stop talking. No, and she... You know, Nicki Minaj, I think, has stepped in a little bit yeah. with kind of the woman representation, but yeah. I just feel like personality-wise, like, Missy never felt like she was trying to prove right. anything to anybody to me. Well, like, yeah, and I think... And it's always... I always like reading interviews with her and stuff, because she does always talk about about how she had a look and a style and um, she didn't give a fuck what people thought about no. it. She was just going to do it. And in an industry where at the time, you know, like women and rap and hip hop were over-sexualized yep. and like had, uh, you know, all of the Uncle Luke videos. Yep. <laughs> right? like, and she was at the time, like she, she was overweight or yeah. much larger than in now. Consideration, yeah. She had those music videos where she was wearing like trash bags and yeah. weird ass shit. And it was incredible. <laughs> and still crushed it. And yeah. I remember like our soccer warm up song was, uh, it was the, this is for my people. My potty people. Yeah. And we used, every time we would ride our bus to our soccer games in high school, like, 
gala, I'm on fire. We'd be going nuts. I mean, insane. I put that on last night and I was like, oh my God. Like, it just takes you back. <laughs> I've never been more hyped than in those moments and like ready to tear everyone apart. Yeah. And none of it is shit lyrics. It all is great. And like, she just, I remember I kind of, I didn't forget about her obviously, but she had to come out in a while. Mm-hmm. And what was it, like, three years ago that she made that surprise at the... The Super Bowl, yeah. I was inconsolable. Like, yeah. I was... Oh, that was insane. ...on another level. I was, was with... Was with Katy Perry that she yes. came out? Yeah. Which you don't expect. Like, yeah. You don't expect and it was her. great. And, yeah, she came out and was like, oh... I couldn't... I didn't I, know I needed Missy so bad. Exactly. But, like, I couldn't here. speak. <laughs> I was at our friend's... I was at... Andrew Daw, I was yeah. out at their house and I, I remember I was watching Phil's pugs at the time. I had two pugs with me. I'm totally distracted. Like watching Katy Perry, don't care at all. All right. of a sudden this happens and I couldn't help. I was screaming. Like yeah. it was out of control yeah. because I forgot just how good she is. And I think, like you said, it's one, I, I wouldn't, I've never called myself a feminist, but I think the older I get, I and just the world we live in now, mm-hmm. it's so, and having younger sisters and younger cousins, I just think like being a strong woman and realizing yeah. that you don't have to be a bitch. You don't have to, it's just owning your shit. Just be you. Yeah. Just owning your shit. Yeah. And like being okay with the fact that not everybody's going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And she, it was never, you can always read when something's coming from a place of insecurity. And right. even in, Famous people, you can tell when they're being directed to do something. Right. And I, it just, hers has always felt genuine. She is amongst the, some of the most well-respected men in the industry. Right. Like, how many things she's done with Timberland and Jay-Z and stuff that it doesn't feel like she has to put her name on. I can't on imagine it. anybody ever saying anything bad about Missy Elliott. No. Like, you can't. That, she's, she's, she's a bad bitch. Yeah. And she's just not one of those people that has to advertise everything that she's done. Right. You would have no idea, probably, on some yeah. of... Um, on all of the things that yeah. she's done because she doesn't care. She's doing it for her. One of the things I always, like, listening back to the song, um, one of the things I always associate Missy Elliott to, besides, obviously, the videos, which is the main thing, and the bubble camera. I yes. That. that was always awesome. Um, but I always remember how creative, listening to her songs on the radio, the sound effects of, like, yep. the editing and stuff, like, that's a lot. Like, I don't know that that happened. I don't listen to the radio much anymore, but, like, that there was that period of time where yes. there was an art to giving the clean version of yes. the songs for the radio and like and the way that she would <laughs> she, like she could do that by making sounds or like yeah or and you knew exactly what it was yes. and it just it, had, and it was so because so I w- I was thinking about that I was like she had a way of making extremely dirty things right acceptable right like some of her songs are wildly inappropriate yeah it's like about her well yeah but you have like an wanting to get it and and yeah (laughs) Yeah. like and so many things of her like yeah i'm gonna need you to do this for me she uses that one line that was on the radio shave my chocha exactly (laughs) i'm gonna shave my chocha yeah i mean i remember being like riding the school bus in sixth grade and hearing that line like oh (laughs) literally she has I, i obviously last night once i started thinking about her and I feel very passionate right now and I didn't realize how passionate I was about her and I probably should have chosen other songs that I felt this passionate about. But I think it's just, in, obviously it reminds you of being young and yeah. like you said, getting so hype off something that you knew was wildly inappropriate, right. recognizing that she was super different than everyone else right. and I think having mad respect for her but also 
that is an art form yeah. to be able to be dirty yet appropriate. Yeah. And I remember so many things. That's why we kind of liked her because it was that age of high school where you were curious about things. Totally. Yeah. But using the word chocha was probably <laughs> appropriate. And there were so many other things where at the time that was also when we learned to like freak dance and yeah. all of, you know, it and was the like principal would come and break yeah, up the it was like, in the corner. The Ying Yang twins and little John and granted she was around way before them, but that was, I think the hype of when we were listening to her 50 cent who I, I remember getting my driver's license while listening to 50 cent. Like I was so into 50 cent and Lamborghini doors on my Escalade and she, her mixed in there though, felt less dirty. Right. Than listening to any of those. Right. But it satisfied the need of still trying to be promiscuous when you're 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, you can't listen, again, listen to anything without being super stoked <laughs> <laughs> and wanting to do the Harlem Shake. You mentioned, we're, this is like a total tangent that doesn't really relate that much, but you mentioned Yin Yang Twins. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I, remember, I remembered... Uh, we were talking about how, yeah, we were talking about how, you know, music isn't necessarily like the foundation of our friendship and our relationship. Um, but it's still important because we, we occasionally send each other (laughs) songs on Spotify and this is like, maybe like a couple, like a month ago or something. Spotify has this ability to like, you could send people messages and it's like, Hey, here's a song you should check out. So we've done that a few times and I never check my Spotify (laughs) messages. And I remember like a couple of weeks ago. I had all these notifications and I'm a like a zero inbox person. I hate seeing Which like the one of unrealistic and I had totally <laughs> forgotten about, um, Spotify's message thing. And I was like, Oh God, I have all these fucking messages I need to read. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through them and it's like, you know, shitty recommendation by this friend. Yeah, it's okay, I already heard this. And, I'm like, and then I see you and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't know Rachel had sent me something. It's like, it was like around Christmas and you're like, hey, check out this cool Christmas album by the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> and it's like called Deck My Balls or something. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it has become one of my Christmas staples. So every year for the last four years, my girlfriend, Brooke, who I mentioned she works for C3. She's the marketing yeah. director for ACL. All of those. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah. she is my music friend. And she's also the person where I'm like, hey, she loves to give me VIP passes to things because she thinks it's fucking hilarious that I don't know anything going on and that I will interact with some really famous person and not know who this is yeah. and just be like, cool, cheers, man, see you later. <laughs> the amount, because every year during ACL, she gives me VIP passes and it's my one weekend that I go by myself, yeah. I get super turned up and nobody can <laughs> find me. And the only reason she does it is because she loves one to have friends back there while yeah. she's working. Right. But two, because the amount of times that I've been so nonchalant to someone who is like signing autographs and I have no fucking idea. I'm like, excuse me, uh, are you in line for the bathroom? And she's like, what the fuck? Like that's Ja Rule. I'm like, no, so what? Whatever. Like, ja Rule, clearly I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But Brooke, long story short, Brooke is a phenomenal, phenomenal singer. Uh, but our thing that we like to do at Brooke's house every Christmas is decorate her tree. She's obsessed with mermaids. She calls herself Merbrook, so we decorate her mer tree every year. We go cut a tree down from the lot. We do the whole thing, and it becomes... She's also a phenomenal cook, so she'll cook a big dinner while we'll decorate her tree. Yeah. And the, the thing has become that we 
one year we found the most ridiculous Christmas albums that we could possibly find. And it was all of these ridiculous rap albums. Like we didn't know that all these people had put out, like R. Kelly has a Christmas yeah, album. He does, yeah. Like all of these people have Christmas albums. And so we've created a Christmas playlist that every year on December 1st, we all share and we start listening to it every single day. And the Yin Yang Twins has been one of our favorites over time. And I could not believe it. I think you mentioned like, oh, have you heard Christmas? R. Kelly's playlist, yeah, yeah. or Christmas album, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I have Christmas <laughs> albums for you," because they also have music videos to these, and oh they're all on YouTube, and they're fuck. That's our it's just outrageous. thing. They're fucking hilarious. We also every year go down this path of doing uh, cribs, like watching oh, MTV yeah. Cribs. Theirs is the best. It's the all time. Theirs the is the best. One ever. And yeah. have you seen the one where they subtitle mm-hmm. over it in English? I have not seen that. They, because Ying Yang Twins, for anybody who has never listened <laughs> or sp- watched them and do an interview, you can't understand one word that they're saying. And literally how they rap like, huh, is yeah. how they talk. Well, there's the one guy that that's like all he does. He's a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. He's a straight up Muppet. And so on their MTV Cribs, there's one on YouTube where they have their MTV Cribs and there are literally subtitles <laughs> of what they're saying. So it's like, huh? And they're like, welcome to our home. <laughs> and he's like, huh? And they're like, this is what I have in the fridge. It's orange juice. And they just straight out subtitle it. So every year we listen to the album and then we watch the MTV Cribs to just really hit it home. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, you're welcome. That was my yeah. one. I feel like that's the one thing that I feel kind of cool sometimes on is some of the R&B stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do keep up on some of that. Speaking of which, I think I said this to you. Have you listened to that Sid album? Yes. It's so good. Yes. That's like I my, actually that's, that's my favorite album so far this year. Literally so yesterday good. I was going through again because I was listening to I call it my boner jams, is like yeah. all of my yeah. stuff that R. Kelly's on and right. all of and so I the sensual side. Yeah. yeah. Or I call it Dirty Pirate Hookers playlist. <laughs> Every year I make a new Boner Jams playlist. Yeah. And this is also a thing that I've had my friends start doing where this year on New Year's Eve we all collaborated on a Boner Jams playlist. Ah. And we had so many different personalities in the room. We had a professional swing dancer. We had this like hippie chef guy. We had, I mean, totally. So it's a full spectrum of, yeah. But it ended up being the most phenomenal Boner Jams playlist I've ever That's experienced. Because awesome. I, I personally would have never known about all of these things. And some people like me put on some rowdy stuff. And then some people <laughs> did like, weird slow yeah, sweet dancing like really music romantic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like making love music and where i played like 50 cent on, on crack music uh, but i was listening to my boner jams yesterday and i added that yeah. i added them to my album awesome. or added cool. her i'm glad that that translated yeah cut. like you said i don't think anybody even in the industry would be like nah i have no respect for her like yeah people would i mean Katy Perry's lucky to have worked with her. Yeah. yeah. She's this girl. She's great. I, I really do hope she puts an album out. I think she that... She did her new song. The songs, like, are great. Um, yeah, I guess the other... The last three songs she hasn't... It's just been singles. Yeah. I think the challenge for her is the expectation of, like, how does she do something new and different yep. and still be the Missy that we all love to look back and remember and so far the songs have been a good balance of that they really have but when you put a full album together then it's and i look to like a tribe called quest to put out that album last year that was like 
way better than anyone would have expected it to be. Yeah. And they kind of mastered that way of like, it still sounded like them. Yeah. Like that old school sound, but it was still new and fresh. Where yeah. it's like, you made this for a reason rather than just have another album. Yeah. And I know Missy's capable of that and yeah. she will. Well, and I, I don't really know. I think for a while she just accepted she was the behind the scenes person. Yeah. But I also, interestingly enough, was watching this interview with John Mayer recently mm-hmm. and He's a weird dude, right? But well, you, I was, you know, I was obsessed with John Mayer in high school. I was too. I, I have, I've seen him many times. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. incredible. He's and insanely talented. When he did come out with that Montana mm-hmm. album, I actually loved it in the sense that it was so different from him. And it was so clear that he was in such a weird place yeah. that it was really genuine. He just needed to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it was more folky and I'm super into folk mm-hmm. and it just felt very almost country-esque, like... But he was on Ellen recently, and and he's coming clearly back into the scene. He's going on tour. But he made a comment about how hard it is to produce a full album these days. And one, to hope that, you know, we're in the olden days. (laughs) We used to go buy a full record for one song and just hope that the rest was great. And we paid $20, and we got our one song, and we were happy. Where today, you don't do that. And so for him, he just put out, I think, four songs Mm. and... He was like, I just really, obviously I had requirements that I needed to hit because I'm owned by people, but I also wanted to fulfill them in a way that was like, they were real and they were good and I wasn't spreading myself too thin and I was staying true to what I wanted to be. So I did four and maybe I'm going to produce another four. And I, I think it is hard these days to like really especially for someone like Missy Elliott who hasn't put an album out since what, 2000, like in 12 years yeah, to come out and be like, I'm ready to do a full thing. Who knows? She probably has hundreds of thousands of songs, Yeah, but it's true where our attention is so yeah. everywhere. I'm sure it's like a way bigger pressure to do that where if she can get away with putting out one song and then making an epic music video, which she has already had yeah, for each of these songs, then, that's then awesome. Who cares? Because yeah. this music video is really good. All right. I'm definitely, as soon as we finish, we're going to watch it. It's really good. <laughs> it's, she's so good. That's awesome. Like Very That's cool. the whole other side of her is she's always kept up on, from an art perspective, the dance and the choreography. But she has like an aesthetic to it that goes beyond just the song itself, which yeah. is cool. And dan- like, I always appreciate that. My sister's artists. a professional dancer. Like that's her career. Like there's yeah. always been a part of it too, where you yeah. have to look at like the full and the fact that she still makes music videos. Yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah, exactly. That's so much money for something that has zero return. She gets zero fucks. <laughs> She's a whatever. That's great. Well, cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I think this was a fun talk. Was it good? Was, did <laughs> it you was feel good. good about it? Yeah? Yeah. I've never talked about music ever. Well, you did great. I have never recorded my voice. <laughs> so you're welcome, everybody out there, for this sultry, <laughs> allergy-fed rasp. Uh, but no, obviously, I always appreciate hanging out with you and cool. getting to know you better. So. Oh, it's been fun. Thanks so much. Till next time.